Oh, well, good morning. Thank you for listening. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. It's not, you know, necessarily bickering or arguing. It's, let me give you a very specific example of sometimes why, depending on the moment, if you were to ask my wife, she would tell you I can be a bit of a dick. <laughs> Today. This morning, uh, my wife, she's, it's Small Business Saturday, right? So my wife goes to work Redbird Market. Fantastic. I love it. My heart is full. Love it. It's me and Leo. Leo and I, our task is to put up the uh, Christmas decorations in the front yard. Okay? Um, sounds simple enough. Put them where they're supposed to be. Plug them in. It's not that simple. First, you got to rake whole yard. That's a pain in the ass. That takes an hour. By the way, you got a four-year-old jumping in the pile over and over and over and spreading the leaves out that you just raked. That's fine. Then, of course, all of the decorations, all the cords are tangled. They're missing pieces. They're missing parts. Some of the bulbs don't work. You know, you don't have the extent. You need, like, one more extension cord. <laughs> like, you got to go to the hardware store. You know, it's, it's like a three-hour ordeal just to put the Christmas decorations up. And it's all fine. It's great. It's just fantastic. Wife comes home, immediately makes two changes. Okay? Again, fantastic. I'm in. I love it. Time to go and, uh, and cut down a Christmas tree now. Okay? Wife's home from work, middle of the afternoon. She's worked all day. I've been with the toddler all day. He's the love of my life, but it's still hard work. And we've done this Christmas decoration thing. Great. We're going to go cut down a Christmas tree. Fantastic. Love it. Now, years ago, and for many years, we just went to Eamon's Farm Market to get our Christmas tree. But again, now we have a small child. He loves cutting down the Christmas tree. Now, look, between you and I, I'll never admit this out loud. I don't want to go down and cut down a Christmas tree. I don't want to do that. Let me go a place where they already got them. I don't even want to do that. Quite frankly, I don't even want to do that. If I lived alone, I'm talking single male bachelor life, I'd probably have, and I'm not even shitting you, I'd probably live in a studio apartment. I'd have zero Christmas decorations, okay? I don't actually deep down want to do any of this. But, but, I got a family. I love my family. They are the absolute most important thing to me in my life. So I'm going to do all the stuff. I'm going to put up the Christmas decorations. I'm going to go cut down the Christmas tree. It's not that I love doing it. It's that I love the look in their faces when they're happy, okay? That's all genuine. Very genuine, very real, very true. So we're going to go cut down the Christmas tree. I look up the place. I say, oh, look, Woody Acres. It's 19 minutes away. My wife says, that's not where we went last year. I go, oh, where did we go? She says, I don't know. Read me some of the names. I'll tell you. So I start reading them, and I said, one of them is Wilbert's. She says, Wilbert's. That's where we went. I go, okay, great. We'll go to Wilbert's. On the way to Wilbert's, I see the sign for Woody Acres. I say, hey, there's Woody Acres. She says, we're going to Wilbert's. It's great. We go to Wilbert's. It's not the same place we went last year, by the way. We went to Woody Acres last year. Spoiler alert. We get to Wilbert's. Wilbert's is fantastic. Great Christmas tree farm. It's all good. We walk all the way to the back because, of course, little guy gets to pick out the tree, right? All right. So we walk across this giant field. It's got to be 300 yards. Giant field. Finally, we get to the very back. Now we find our tree. Of course we do. Right in the back, right? Saw down the tree. I have grabbed the, tr the saw with the teeth 
that are no longer very sharp. So it is literally takes like all of my energy to get this tree cut down. I get this tree cut down. Now I get to put it in the cart and I get to wheel it all the way back across this 300 yard field. Then it goes, I pay for it. I get to pay $60 for this tree that I had the pleasure of cutting down myself. <clears throat> the people do a great job. They, they tie it up. Now it's mine, right? Now I got to carry it on my shoulder across a parking lot. I do that. I get to the car, wife and son. They are inside the warm car waiting for daddy to get the Christmas tree <clears throat> fastened to the car. So I, I, I put it up on the car. And I've got all this twine, and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I don't know how to tie ties. All I'm thinking about is this Christmas tree is going to fall off my car. It's going to go in the middle of the street. It's going to cause an accident. I'm going to prison. All right. I overdo it with the twine. I tie the shit out of this Christmas tree. It is going nowhere. I get it on top of the, the car. It's good. Wife says, yeah, I don't, just don't feel like it was that full of a tree. I go, it's fine. We'll make sure the part that is full is facing out we drive home christmas tree stand comes out i cut uh get the chris first of all i gotta get the christmas tree off of the car then i gotta carry it in myself of course i bump into literally everything that somebody can bump into i go to put it down in the stand and of course the trunk is just a little bit cracked it doesn't fit in the stand perfectly because the trunk is is cracked So, <laughs> I try to come up with a million different solutions. I try to force it down. Nope, doesn't work. Then I try to say, okay, that's fine. I'll go out and get all that twine that I had. We'll tie it. We'll secure it. It'll be great. Nope, not good enough. Wife says, nope, don't like it. Don't want it tied. Don't want twine everywhere. Okay, great. No problem. How's about this? Let's contact the neighbors. The neighbors have a drill. I bet you they can redrill the hole. We'll saw off a few inches of the of the, the, the bottom here, and we'll redrill a hole. We'll try again. Nope, not good enough. I want to go to the other place. What? Yeah, I want to go tomorrow morning. I want to go get a tree from the place we went to last year. I don't like this tree. I didn't like it. I never liked it. I even told you I thought that it wasn't full. It's not full enough. I don't like it. You, you want to you wanna do this again? Yeah, I want to do it again. Let's do it again. I want to do it again. I want to get a different tree. I don't like this tree. This is a sign. The fact that the trunk is cracked, it's a sign. Now, Paul has a choice in this moment. <laughs> I have a choice right here, right now. To say, yes, dear. Or to let literally any type of Verbal or nonverbal communication be exhibited in this moment that shows my displeasure with this decision. <laughs> if I do that, guess what? I'm a dick. All right, let's start the podcast.
right. I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you again so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. Uh, our Thanksgiving was great. We went to Ohio, spent a little time with my family. Traditional Thanksgiving, I will say, uh, I did get the opportunity to season the turkey. We do have a little bit of a seasoning issue at my parents' house. Love my parents very much. They are dear to me, but they uh, don't don't put a lot of seasoning on things. And so I did take the opportunity to put uh, a whole bunch of seasoning on the turkey, uh, including some butter. And I did put some butter even underneath the skin, which is a trick that I was taught by the great Jay Speranza about how to get uh, moisture into the turkey. And uh, also made sure to cook it right to 165. We did do the stuffing in the cavity, so you got to really make sure you check that mid-stuffing temperature as well because that's really where you need to get to 165. And uh, pulled it pretty much as soon as we got there, so it was nice, fresh, moist. Sorry about using the word moist, but good turkey, good Thanksgiving, good people. Got to see my family, spent a lot of time with my mom, my dad, my brother. Really, everything you can ask for. Watch the Bills game. Bit of a nail-biter. Love me a nail-biter, though. I love a nail-biter where the Bills win. I know Bills fans want to see the Bills win comfortably. I get that. I want to see the Browns win comfortably. (laughs) We wait until I die for that. But uh, I want to see even when my teams are good. Guardians, Cavs, whoever it is, if I have a team that's good on my hands that I'm rooting for, I agree. I also want to see them win comfortably. But if it's not a team I'm into... If it's just a team I like, like the Bills, I'd rather be captivated for the entire three hours. They entertained me right up until the last second. So I'm actually super happy with how that Bills game went, especially because they ended up winning. Next day, mom, dad, and I, uh, we had driven separately. My wife, my son, drove separate because I had a whole lot of sauce to bring to Ohio. Uh, So I drove separate, car full of sauce. They drove separate. So they actually left Friday morning right back to Rochester. I left Friday morning, but I instead took a detour and went to Erie, Pennsylvania with my mom and dad and went to the movies, went to go see She Said, uh, which is the movie about the journalist at the New York Times who broke open the Harvey Weinstein story and started the Me Too movement. And that movie was fantastic. I would Highly recommend that to anybody. That was just such a good movie. I love movies like that. If you've ever seen the movie Spotlight, you remember that? That was the movie about the Boston Globe reporters who basically broke open the uh, the, the Catholic priest uh, a controversy. I shouldn't even call that a controversy. Crimes. This is just like that. Same idea. It's essentially you're on the side of the New York Times the whole time and you're watching them sort of you know, untangle this Harvey Weinstein story, work their way through NDAs and witnesses and who will talk and who won't talk. And of course, Harvey Weinstein constantly threatening to sue them and kill the story, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, really uh, uh, just a fantastic movie if you get the chance to see that. I hope they do welcome Oscar season. They really deserve it. Good movie. Very good movie. Um, anyway, then got back to Rochester and uh, Started to dive into some news that I guess I missed over the course of last week or week and a half. But man, oh man, what the hell is going on? People are, there's like a mass exodus right now in mainstream media. Alexis Arnold leaving 13 Wham. She's going to be missed. Corey James is leaving 98 PXY. He will be missed. Uh, And Dale Buda, of course, leaving my old stomping grounds at Radio 95.1. That's a huge loss. I mean, all three of those, I'm sure, a huge loss. I've never worked with Alexis or Corey. I don't know firsthand. I'm going to just assume that those are huge losses because they both seem like amazing people, hardworking, and, of course, they're both great at their jobs. But I'm just looking at the – Dale Buda, I worked with. That kid was – valuable 
like really valuable because what you're looking for really in in uh production producers management sort of i guess i'm not sure if he was technically in management or not but what you're looking for is jacks of all trades you need people who can do everything soup to nuts you need somebody who's going to understand be able to attend sales meetings speak that language do the production to get it on the air be on the air produce what's on the air and then post-production post all the programming all onto the iHeart stream and whatnot and, and essentially chop up the show, make promos, make best ofs, etc., and then be able to have a conversation face-to-face with management about the overall direction of everything. Just essentially, you need somebody who can really play every instrument in the band, and that's what Dale was. In my experience, Buddha was that guy, man. Buddha was the guy who could play every single instrument. And I guess he's leaving to go and work for the town of... Palmyra in some way shape or form I'm not exactly sure um, I don't know what exactly is going on there but I would assume it was probably an offer for more money I unfortunately and it's not my business to share but I'm just going to assume and I will tell you this if I'm wrong uh, I will be happy to admit this on next week's podcast if someone wants to let me know but I'm going to assume that he was underpaid um well, I say underpaid. Literally every human being alive thinks they're underpaid. So, of course, he was underpaid, but probably paid very poorly. We'll put it that way um, to do a lot of work. And I think probably eventually just got a little fed up with it. And, uh, you know, uh, again, I, I have, have been in that exact situation before. Hey, uh, you know, got this offer for more money. Oh, well, we, we'll give you more money. I know you've been making $32,000. We are prepared to offer you. Are you ready? Hold on. I hope you're sitting down. $34,000 to stay here. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Now listen. Listen. You know, play this scenario out right. Play it correctly. You know, really show us what you can do over the next five to seven years. We'll get that thirty-four thousand up a lot closer to thirty-eight. I'm really feeling like we can get that to thirty-eight within the five to seven years. I think if you stick with it and show us. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm on social media, and I see Billy Moran has posted a cryptic post. It is a photograph of a pirate ship and a microphone. Pirate radio. Which I think pirate radio back in the day was like people who would like somehow either hijack or somehow they would get a hold of like an FM signal or something and essentially start doing radio just out of their house on, you know, some weak like signal, I don't know, 500 watts or something like that. Like just enough that it would cover a couple mile radius. Uh, And those were pirate radio stations. And um, who knows what is I don't know. Don't come to me for the info. I have no idea what exactly it all means. But my guess would be it's in his blood. It's all he knows. It's his blood, man. This is in his freaking blood. And that was always his thing. He was promised that from years ago. I mean, you got to understand. Billy Murray and his friends in high places, okay? He knows people very high up in that company. In my opinion... Bill probably for years has known that he was the heir apparent to Brother Weeze. I think even back when I was there, I could see the signs that he kind of knew that that was what was coming. 
And this obviously has put a, 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 a stop to that. So what's he going to do? He's not going to do something other than radio. I can't see it. I don't see Moran doing anything other than radio. So what are you going to do? Pirate radio? Okay. I mean, I think nowadays they call that a podcast. Uh, so probably a podcast or go work for a different company. I don't know. But I think it was basically his way of saying, I'm coming back, bitches. You know. And uh, and I guess we, we wait to find out how or where. Wish I had more information for you. Sorry, I'm, I can hear my... Hold on. I'm listening to my wife right now upstairs talking to her father about the Christmas tree situation. <laughs> I might cut this out. I know this is probably boring. Anyway, shorter podcast this week. I got a lot going on. I'm really sorry. Uh, I do want to say this, though. The Grow New York pitch is officially up and out. You can see it on YouTube. If you type in Grow New York 2022 pitches, it's got all 20 of us posted on there. So if you want to go actually see the pitch, I will warn you, it is, um, you know, it's, for lack of a better term, kind of boring. It's it's a 10-minute sort of me talking about my business. And you'll get to hear some behind-the-scenes stuff in there. Uh, I mean, we were able to divulge in this thing uh, some information that I think is uh, is is pretty sensitive, quite frankly. But it's now pub- it's part of the public domain at this point because you know we gave the pitch. The pitch was technically public; it's on YouTube at this point. But if you really want a sort of an unprecedented look at the behind the scenes of my business and the pitch that won us five hundred thousand uh, dollars, go to YouTube, Grow New York twenty twenty two pitches. And you'll be able to find it. We're Craft Cannery. That's us. Uh, Ten-minute pitch. And then there is a Q&A also. But I don't think the Q&A is actually on there quite yet. So, um, yeah. No, the Q&A is not on there yet. Uh, also, if you're looking for us, holiday market season's upon us. Today, we'll be at the Rochester Public Market. That is Sunday from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m. That is the following three Sundays. So, that's today, next Sunday, and the Sunday after that. Uh, then that week, that final, so it's basically November, what, November 27th, December 4th, December 11th, and then a special Thursday night on December 15th at the Rochester Public Market from, I think that's either 4 to 8 or 4 to 9 p.m. Then also we are at Rock Holiday Village on the 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th, and 18th of December, uh, downtown Rochester. Those are our holiday markets, and that'll be it as far as live events go. We won't have another live event until May after that. We go into the off season. So I hope we'll get to see you. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, and have a great Sunday. Go Browns.